Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this afternoon and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all that's going on around us. I'm just excited about what God is doing today. Amen. I know some people ain't excited, but I'm excited. But you know, today I want to I wanna talk to you briefly um, about a topic that came to my, my attention that we all need to look at in order to move forward in God. Each day we all go through different things and we face different challenges and all of us need to get back to God. We need, excuse me, we need to get back in tune with God to the place where we could serve him and walk with him in true righteousness and receive the blessings he has for us. Bow your head with me for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you asking that you touch every liberal soul under the sound of my voice today. However they may be getting this message, whether by uh, podcast, whether by uh, uh, YouTube, Twitter, uh, uh, the, the Wednesday, the Tuesday night Bible study, Ha, excuse me, Sunday night service, oh God, Tuesday night service, amen. I ask that you touch every liberal soul, break every yoke, meet the needs in their lives today, oh God. Be with them, oh God, and help them understand your word and be obedient to it in Jesus' name, amen. Well, today, you know, um, it's just so many things to think about. Over the last 30-something years I've been saved, I've learned a lot about God. I've learned a lot about the things that the enemy does. But I learned also about us as people and what we do and what we say. I also learned that some of us walked with God and some of us walked away from God. So today I want to talk to you about take us back. The Lord brought to my um, attention the other day an old song. Uh, take me back there, Lord. Uh, take me back. And that song used to say, take me back. Some of y'all may know this song. Take me back there, Lord, to the place where I first received you. Now, that's what it says. And then it says, uh, take me back. I think I might be done to reverse. Take me back there, Lord. To the place where I first believed. Now, the thing about this song is um, it's asking God to take us back, not to the physical place, not to the physical place where we first believed him, but in a spiritual sense of that place, because some of those places where we first met the Lord no longer exist. And I was thinking about that. And how I, as I was thinking about that, I realized that that's true. A lot of physical places that we once met the Lord no longer exist. But what he was saying in that song, what they were saying in that song, take us back to the place where we first believed, take us back to the place where we first received you in a spiritual sense. And I find today that the church had backslid and went all the way with the Lord, the world. They hooked up with the world. They do everything the world and the world trying to figure out where do we fit? 
the world is trying to figure out in this, where do we fit? Well, let's go into the word of God and find out what God has to say about who's who and where everybody fit. Let's go to Job chapter 34. Job chapter 34. And let's see where we fit. Job chapter 34 and verse 27. And it reads as follows. Because they turned their back from him and would not consider any, any of his ways. I'll read it again. Because they turned their back from him and would not consider any, he, any of his ways. What happened was the people of God that once walked with God, this is not for people that don't know God, this is people that know God, they once walked with God, they once worshiped God, they once glorified God, they once magnified God, they once lived before God, but they turned their backs to look at the world the same way I got my back turned to you. They turned their backs to the Lord to walk after the world. But the problem was when you start walking after the world, they don't want you to have anything godly about you. Amen. They don't want you to come there talking about Jesus because you're walking away and you want to follow them. It is time that we go back to the place where we first received the Lord. It is time that we go back to the place where we first believed in God. Oh, yes, it is. But these people, according to the scripture, it says that Verse 27 of Job 34 says, because they turned their backs from him and would not consider any of his ways. They didn't want to consider God's ways no more. They didn't want to consider what God had to say anymore. It was no longer important to them. It was no longer, it was no longer moving in their favor. They didn't want to walk with God no more. They told him, take a hike. They told God, take a hike. We don't want what you have anymore. We're not interested in what you're doing anymore. We want what the world wants, but the world said you got to be like us if you want what we want. You got to do everything we do. You can't do no stuff you talk about Jesus doing what that Bible says. Understand that. We got to go back. Pastor T was talking about uh, getting the glory. You ain't getting that glory until you go back and repent of your sins and get right with God. That glory will never come into your life. The glory of God will never come over. That's why the children of Israel dropped in the wilderness. Amen. They dropped in the wilderness. The very God that brought them, let them die in the wilderness because they wouldn't obey him. The very God that brought them, let them die. Now, that's something to think about. You say, well, why God bring them on and let them die? Because they wouldn't obey him. They were playing patty, peedy, patty, peedy. They were playing, I'm with you, God. I'm with the devil. I'm with you, God. I'm with the devil. They wasn't saying, take me back. Oh, no. That wasn't on their agenda. Their agenda was, do what I want to do. They weren't interested in what God had to say. They were interested in what they had to say, what they wanted to do. 
and that's how many church folks oh yeah they're going back into the church some of them are going back into the church now some of them are getting back into the yeah. church now but they still have not returned to the lord they still have not walked with god they still have not obeyed god but they're going into church coming oh praise the lord their hearts are not there their body their mind is not their soul is not Look at this verse. Job chapter 34, verse 27 says again, because they turned their back from him and would not consider none of his ways, they didn't want to do what God had. They didn't want to do what God said. They didn't want to hear what God said. They wanted to be like the world. Amen. That's why the church got everything in it. These, these so-called churches got everything in it. They got homosexual leading the devotional. They got homosexual pastors. They got homosexual bishops, lesbian bishops. They got fornicating bishops, adulterous bishops. They got all this mess. But they won't return back to God. So many famous preachers even endorse homosexuality and lesbianism, fornication, and everything else. They said it's just a new day. This is a new day, and God loves everybody. God wants everybody to come to church. Stop lying on God. Stop lying on him. God does love everybody, but everybody's not a part of his church. Everybody's not a part of his church. Don't go lying on God. Don't go lying on my father saying he got something to do with that. God has nothing to do with mess. Oh yeah, no, well, I think it's uh, uh, Georgia. I think it's Atlanta down there. They have churches with uh, uh, homosexual churches. That's that's what they are. They actual homosexual church for, uh, for homosexuals only. It's a homosexual church with a homosexual pastor. Uh, I remember some time ago I was on Facebook and um, somebody had posted um, an anniversary for a church, and in that church. I was stunned this year, a few years ago. It don't stun me no more. It was the first lady, oh, the first gentleman, the, the, the pastor and the first gentleman. I said, what? It was the first, the pastor and the first gentleman. These were two guys that were married. One was the pastor. That's an abomination before God. I don't bite my tongue. That's an abomination before God. I don't care who don't like it. I bite my tongue. That's abomination. We need to go back to the place where we first received God and get right with him. We need to come out of our mess. I'm telling you folks, I'm not lying to you. If you're not right with God, you're going to be lost. I don't care who you are. People say, oh, you're against homosexual. No, I'm against sin. The Bible said the soul that sinneth it shall die. It shall not tarry in God's sight. That's the bottom line. No sin is going to enter in. It doesn't matter who you are. The problem with people, they think it matters who they are. They think if they give a certain amount of money, God will let them go by. They think if they be active in the church, God will let them go by. Nobody gets by. Maybe on this earth you may get by joining a, a religious organization and they let you get by. But beloved, when it comes down to God, nobody gets by. Nobody gets by. You got people that go to the priest and they pray and ask the priest to. They they pray and ask the, the priest. The, uh, 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 they confess their sins to the priest. 
but the priest have no saving power. Amen. He have no forgiveness power. Let's move on. Let's go to Hosea chapter 7. Hosea chapter 7. Hosea chapter 7 and verse 10. Listen to this. Listen to this. Hosea chapter 10 and verse 7 says, The pride and the pride of Israel testifies to his faith, and they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him after all this. I'll read it again. Hosea chapter 10, verse 7 says, And the pride of Israel testifies to his faith, and they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. I don't care. They're not going to turn to God. Oh, the Hosea chapter 7, verse 10. Yes. I'm sorry. Hosea chapter 10, verse 7. They don't want to hear or do what God said. They don't want to return to God. But yet, they run around saying, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Yes, I am. I'm a Christian. But the scripture here says, in verse 7, excuse me, verse 10, it says, of Hosea, it says, And the pride of Israel testifies to his faith, and they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him after, after all this. All this, whatever's happening. All these things are happening around us today. You think people will be running to God with this virus outbreak and their loved ones dying from the virus. You think they will run to God. They ain't running to God. Some of them said, I'm going to get the vaccine. I'm going to make sure I get two doses of the vaccine. And they'll go to church, clapping their hands. Oh, God, we love you. Oh, God, we love you. And God saying, you're a liar. You don't love me. You won't even obey me. You won't even hear my word. The Bible said, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the thing that I say do? That's, that's the thing that gets me. When you look at churches today, they got everything going on in the church organizations today. You name it, they got it. Whatever you want today, you can get it in church. You can hook up with somebody in church just for sex. You can hook up with somebody in church just to do drugs. Oh, yeah, come on, come on. Huh? You want a drinking buddy? Go to some neat churches. You can meet them. I'm not kidding you. They got everything going on. As long as you give your money, they don't care. They'll even dust the dirt you do. Think I'm joking? Amen. They got many preachers today that endorse gay marriage. They'll get out there marriage. I was reading uh, something online. I knew somewhat about it, but I didn't know it went that far. There's one. Uh, there's one church that ordained uh, uh, people. They don't. They, you don't have to be saved, okay? You don't have to know God. They ordain you to do marriages. They ordain you to uh, 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 do a wedding. They, they, they got this, oh, it's a big giant thing. 
And I was reading some of the comments from the people. And well, no, well, some of the people got upset because one guy said, well, I got ordained so I could do, get, do gay marriages for my friends. So some people said, he ain't saved people. The other people say, well, wait a minute. You know, that's wrong against God's word. You, you, you marrying gay people. And you know, that's contrary to the word. Well, I paid for my license. So they paid for their license. So they let them know. I paid for my license. So I'm doing it. Then other people got their license so they can marry their granddaughter, their son, and all this other stuff. And I'm just reading this nonsense. These people running around getting a license to marry people. And license to do all this stuff through this ministry. The head of that ministry is going to burn in hell for doing that mess. That's giving out license. I already I also know there's another ministry. If you become part of that ministry, you become the bishop today. You become part of that ministry. That's insane. That's crazy. It's just a bunch of religious nuts running loose. They don't want to return back to God. They're not interested in God. So church, people don't realize something. The church is a big, giant business. It's a business. That's why. That's why uh, uh, the, 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 there's a government of a church. That's why there's so many. That's yes. It's a business. Oh, beloved, the church is a big business. They're making muchos, muchos. I call them muchos dollars, muchos. Yes. They don't want to, want to return back to God. The leaders are so corrupt and nasty, they go along with anything. I mean, hey, uh-huh. I mean, they got no standard. They go along with anything. The women can come in with skirts way up they behind. The man could come with his pants dropping below his behind. I mean, come on. Come on. His chest hanging out, shirt real tight, her breast hanging out. I mean, come on. And they all saying, praise the Lord. Let us give God glory. The lion wonder, we need to return back to righteousness. We need to turn back to godliness. I'm telling you, judgment's going to fall. It's going to, you know what? Whether I preach this message or not, judgment is going to fall. Do you hear me? The Lord is going to return. It doesn't matter. I can't stop the Lord from returning. I don't care who don't believe he's not. He's going to return or he's not going to return. Don't matter to me. That's not my job. My job is just to be a messenger and tell the truth. That's it. When the Lord comes, he's going to come. None of us can do about it. He could crack the sky today. I don't know. That's on him, and nobody knows when he's coming. I know all these so-called super, super-duper Bible scholars trying to say, Tell you when he's gonna come. They're liars, 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 liars. And I'll call them a liar to their face. They could go through all the mathematical mumbo jumbo, chronological stuff in the Bible, and I still call them a liar because nobody knows when he's coming. Let's go on. Let's move on to Jeremiah chapter eight. Jeremiah chapter eight. You got to stand up for righteousness. I, I'm serious. If you really listen to this. If you really want to make heaven your home, if you really want eternal life for you, see, this is the thing. We got to get eternal life for ourselves. Not for our mother, not for our brother, not for our sister, not for our cousin, but for us individually. We got to go back to the place where we first met the Lord and get another dose from him. So we can make it through this battle that we're going through. Because everybody got battles going on in their personal life. 
Everybody's going through something, but we got to make it through. The Bible said, he that adore to the end, the same shall be saved. No, he that endure a couple of years and then quit. Let's move on. Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 5. Listen to what it says. And when they, and when, and when, excuse me, why then is this people of Jerusalem hold fast, suddenly sliding back by perpetual backsliding, they holding fast the seat and refuse to return. I'll read it again. Why then is this people of Jerusalem slidden back by a perpetual backsliding, they hold us uh, fast to see and refuse to return. Oh, we are spiritual Israelites. We're backslid. Many. Many people in the church are backslid and perpetual. You know what perpetual is? That's consistently. They're perpetually, consistently in a backslid state, right? In the houses of God. Now that the outbreak took place, a lot of them are home, they're totally backslidden. They ain't got to fake it now because ain't nobody looking. So they can pull out their bourbon. They can pull out their scotch. They can have a field day because nobody listening. And then they turn on the TV to watch church service. Praise the Lord. Or they do the Zoom service. I like what I'm doing here. Uh, well, I can't see because it's not Zoom. But however, if we do a Zoom service and then if people go on these Zoom services and the other services like Zoom and they see they pass, they wave praise the Lord, Master. And they just got out of the bed with Joe and Mary and Harry. And praise the Lord, Master. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the Bible said, be sure your sins will find you out. Your sins going to tell on you. I remember the famous actor that died at age. He even had the nerve to say, I'm worried that people going to say, they're going to put in the news that I had died at age. Well, what do you think they're going to put in there? You died at age. <laughs> I'm saying he was upset because the news media was going to expose him that he was a homosexual. He was a homosexual. It was an open secret. Only some people didn't know, but I knew he was gay. Everybody knew he was gay. Except some people. Because he always had a mantra. He was a stone homosexual. Love God. Love them to sin, eat him up. And he died in his sins. And the thing about this is, when he died, before he died, he was upset. He said a message that he wouldn't want nobody didn't want them to put it in the paper because he knew that they were going to say he was dying and ruin it. It's going to ruin his image. Can you get that? He's worried about when he's dead in his image. It put in the news he died of ADI, AIDS. Okay? He died of AIDS, AIDS. People, you got to get back to God and clean yourself up. This is not something regular soap and water could do where you can wash away your sins. You can wash away your body's filthiness, but you can't wash away your own sins. You got to go to the fountain that flows with blood that's capable of cleaning, cleansing your soul. I'm telling you. 
We got to go back. We got to go back. We got to go back. Take us back to the place where we first received the Lord. We got to go back there. We're doing all this jumping around. I'm telling you, I'm watching churches. They get back in the pulpit. I'm watching some of these online services. They're back in the pulpit. The pastor's excited. They're back in the pulpit. But the people ain't got right yet. They're still having a good time. Look at this verse. Verse 5 of Jeremiah chapter 8. And then, why then is this people of Jerusalem slidden back by a perpetual backsliding? They hold them fast the sea, and they refuse to return. You hear that? They're holding tight to their deceit and corruptionable things that they're doing, but yet they won't return with their heart. They won't return to the Lord righteously. They only come to church. Religiously, people got this thing about being religious. I give you eternal life. There's nowhere, nowhere, nowhere in no Bible says that. I don't care what translation you go to. There's no translation say be be religious and you'll obtain eternal life. It's a lie. It's not there. You must go back to where you drop the Lord off and pick him up. Many people have treated God like a flunky and a donkey. I'm going to tell you something, beloved. You better go back and pick up God where you drop them off at. There's going to come a time when you're going to wish you had picked God up and never dropped them off. You need to go back to that place when you first met the Lord and get yourself in line with God's word. The Bible said, peace, follow all men, and the holiness without no man, nowhere, no how, will see the Lord. Now you head for a minute. I want to pray for those that's watching the television broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, every little soul under the sound of my voice right now that's watching this broadcast, I ask that you touch, save, deliver, and make free. Break the yoke. Stop buying the hands of the enemy on every hand. Loose they will that they can serve God. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, beloved, you can go to our website, the Tabernacle Deliverance, inc.org. Leave a prayer request, become a prayer partner, uh, and um, uh, become a partner. Leave a testimony and a prayer request so we can know who you are. Let's move on. This scripture here tells us what was going on with Israel and the same thing today. We are simply holding deceitful things in our heart against people and we shouting glory. You're holding malice and hatred and bitterness in your heart against people and you shout hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Stop fooling yourself, beloved. You can say hallelujah or you won't. The Bible tells us plainly that our sins block the face of God. Amen. Did you hear that? Our sins, our malice, our deceit, it blocks the face of God. God can't hear your prayer. You better get right. You need to repent. He loves to hear people repent. He loves to hear us repent about sins. He loves to hear us get them clean. But no, we think we slick. I don't know we got this comprehension. We can outside outsmart and outslide the living God. How? God has never changed, beloved. He is still the invisible God. He is still the omniscient God. He is everywhere. So you ain't outsmarting him. Let's move on. 
Let's go to Psalm 78 real quick. Psalm 78 and 41. Look at that verse. Look at this verse here and listen to this. Yeah, they turned their back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. I'll read it again. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they turned their back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Oh, don't that sound familiar? That sounds like some people I personally know. They turn their back. They turn their back on God. I don't want to see your face. I don't want to. Now they're telling God this. Oh, yeah, people do it. Oh, yeah. They turn their back because they don't want God to see they dirt that they're doing. They think they're hiding it from God. So they turn their back so they can't, he can't see them. But they're a bunch of dummies. God is all seeing and all knowing. He's all. And he sees all. And he tells all. So. They think they're outsmarting God, is making fools of themselves, turning their back on God. Thinking that he won't see what they're doing. I'm not mainly with the preachers. The preachers are known for doing that. The preachers are known for sneaking around and got all kinds of scams going. My sister. <laughs> my sister cracks me up sometimes. She told me, she was telling me about that preacher, uh, 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 Peter Popoff, Popoff, what I can't remember his name, last name. He got that TV uh, show, and he was offering some. What was he offering to some? Bless water. Oh, bless water. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it came from Jerusalem somewhere. I don't know. Here's my bless water. You want some? I buy. It's called Polo Spring Water. You could go to Target, Walmart, Shoprite, uh, uh, Wawa, all other different stores, and get some Polo Spring Water. Polo Wing. Poland Springs Water. No, I'm not a, a spokesman for them. I'd probably make a lot of money if I was. However, you could call this your blessed water and just drink it. That's simple. But no, he comes up with his bottle of water and a little bottle like this saying, I have some blessed water for you. Just for you. God is going to bless you as you take this water. It is from Jerusalem. Oh, come on. You think I want some dirty water from Jerusalem? Oh, they'd be fighting and bombs and blood and bullets and all that up. I could just buy me some water, pull the spring water. Some spring water, man. I run some water through a filter and do like this. Ah, that's good. I know I'm a jokester, but it's true. The scripture here tells us about people doing all kinds of deceitful things. It says, yay, they turned their back and tempted God. Like God can't do nothing. Like God can't. They, they don't even tell you to wait on God for deliverance. They don't even believe in prayer. These people today, they've been so-called men of God today, don't even know how to pray a prayer of deliverance. The Bible said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. The Bible said, let the, oh my goodness, when you sick, call the elders of the church. And let them anoint you with oil. And if you've committed every sin, you'll be forgiven. That's what the scripture says. 
And the Bible said a prayer of faith will save the sick. They'll be restored. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Jesus went to the cross that we might be healed, that we might receive healing if we want it. But the scripture here says, here it is in black and white. Yeah, they turned their back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel, saying he can't do it. God could do anything but, but fail. He's not like us. God can do it. I'll say it again, and I'm not afraid to say it. God could do anything but fail. If I drop dead today, God could rise me up. Oh, I'm not. See, you got to get to the place in your life. You're not afraid to say what God's word say. Because you know God got your back. You got to get to a place in God where you know God got your back. You got to go back to that place where you first met God. You know, the other night I was so tired, I dragged myself and go pray. I started dozing off while I was praying, but I kept calling on God and I was praying for different things. But you got to press your way. But you want to know some funny thing how the enemy worked with us? When it's time to pray, we going to sleep. When it's time to watch our shows, we're going to fight to stay awake. I'm telling you, we're going to fight to stay awake. We're going to watch our shows. That's right. We gonna, well, There's a couple of shows I've been, I see people commenting on, on Facebook about them watching. I don't know. I don't watch those shows. But I, they say, oh, yeah, I was up watching my, oh, yeah, I seen that scene. They tell them about different scenes in the, uh, the show. So They're going to make sure they stay up. Knowing they have to go to work in the morning. They're going to stay up. But when it comes down to calling on God and getting back to that place where the power of God could get into your life, I ain't got time to pray. I'm too tired. Maybe tomorrow. I got to set a day when I can pray. No, the Bible said pray without ceasing. That's what we feel, beloved. Sometimes I don't want to pray. I'm not going to lie. They tell you, oh, I'm praying 24 hours a day. That's a lie. Not me. I ain't going to tell you that. But that's not true. Sometimes I don't want to read my Bible. I'm not going to lie. Think like a, I know somebody got to read my Bible nonstop, nonstop. I'm not a religious fanatic. I'm saved. I'm a real person. I'm saved. I'm not trying to be religious because being religious is not going to get me eternal life. Amen. Sometimes I don't want to read my Bible. I'll first push myself to read my Bible. I've read the Bible so many times, so I think I know a lot. Then I got to go back and read some more. <laughs> but God wants us to go back to him. Go back to the place where we first got saved. Not the physical place. Some of y'all don't need to go back to those physical places. Some of y'all need to go to the spiritual place where you first received the Lord. And ask God to restore the joy of your salvation. Stir you up. Put a new heart in you and get you going. So you can make it in this race. But you look at this verse here. Yay, they turned their back and tempted God. What do he mean by tempting God? You know what some of them did? They went and did despite to the spirit of grace. They knew that they're not supposed to be committing adultery and they did it anyway. They tempted him. They wanted to see if he was going to boot destruction on them. Not knowing the Bible already gave a commandment about that saying that the, uh, 
the soul that sinneth it shall die, and it shall not tarry in God's sight. And also the Bible makes it very plain. And a lot of men just don't know this. The Bible said, he that committed adultery wrong of his own soul. You wrong your own soul when you commit adultery. You jack your own soul up when you commit adultery. People don't realize that. They say, oh, it felt so good. We were last night and him that. Woo, we had a good time. They don't know. They just putting damnation on their soul. They don't even know. I'm serious. I'm serious. So the scripture says, yeah, they turned it back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. That's another thing. People limit God. People limit God and his ability to do. Preachers today tell people that God don't heal no more. God don't deliver no more. They, oh yeah, they could quote scriptures about being blessed. Oh yeah. God wants to bless you. God is going to bless you coming in. And God is going to bless you out. But when it comes down to deliverance, they're going to tell you, go to the doctor. And I'm telling you, I'm not against doctors. But I'm going to tell you, them doctors can only do what they've been taught. By those books. So if they let's check this out. If they do it with the books told them, why can't we do what the Bible tell us? We go to the doctor. They're only going to examine us according to what they've been taught. And them diagrams and they charts that they got. Why can't we follow this road map? Why? Huh? Why can't we follow this road map properly? Every little ache and pain we get, we run to the doctor, but we won't call on God. The Bible said, if any sick among you, let them call the elders of the church. Pick up your phone and call me. I'll pray for you. Then you, then you want to go to the doctor, go. At least you acknowledge God. We prayed and put it before God. So when you get to the doctor, the doctor said everything's okay. But when you, you got to do these things the right way, beloved. Okay, if you don't believe me, read in the Luke. Luke was the physician. Luke is the one that said that we should call the elders of the church. Now this is a doctor. This is a doctor. He's telling us that we need to call the elders of the church first. But yet preachers today do not do that. You better go to the doctor. They come to a young person come to uh, counseling. The first thing they're gonna tell them, well, you need to go to a doctor. You know, see what they tell you, or go to a psychiatrist. What happened to Brown? I remember years ago, I was going through some stuff with, uh, when I first got saved. And I went to a brother's house. He told me to come by. I thought this brother was the brother going to pray for me. He never prayed. I mean, he didn't pray at all. <laughs> I learned the lesson. I spent my money to go all the way out there to see him. I thought he was going to pray for me. He talked some nonsense. I just I like I came home. And that's how churches are today. You go to those churches looking for deliverance and can't get nothing. They got nothing to offer. Let me tell you something. If the power of God is not active in a person's life, they cannot get it active for you. They just cannot. Because they don't know how. A person can't pray deliverance if they don't know what deliverance is. 
Did you hear what I said? A person cannot pray to demons and cast them out of people if they don't know how. And they ain't got no power. And I, was, I probably told this story years ago. I was visiting my mother one time in Delaware when she lived in uh, her house. And I, we were all watching TV. I was sitting on the floor. Uh, I think my wife was there. My sister was there. But we were just sitting there relaxing and, you know, have a nice time with family. And in the corner of my eye, I seen a little boy walking in the house. He was coming out of the kitchen towards us. Now, there was, there was, there was no kids there, I don't think. No little kids. I didn't know this boy. So I said, Ma, I see a little boy coming out of the kitchen. You know what she told me? Oh, yeah, he comes down there. I looked at her. I said, what do you mean? Oh, he pops up. He's a pair now and then. I, I told her, Ma, after today, that boy's never coming here again. I rebuked that spirit, and it never came back. Don't, don't come play no mess with me. Them demons, no, I don't play that mess. You ain't walking around no house with me. Right, no. <laughs> I've seen spirit move around, and I tell him, you know, I know the blood works, right? That blood of Jesus work. I keep fooling around. I can catch things in the corner of my eyes sometimes. You ain't moving me. I ain't running from no demon. You know why? I was taught something about demon spirits. I want you to remember that. You can't run from demons because they can jump in somebody else. You got to plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. They're afraid of the blood. So you got to make sure you're living right. And you can rebuke them in Jesus' name. Or learn what Mark, Michael the Archangel did whenever the, the him and the devil was disputing about Moses' body. Moses didn't pick up no. Uh, 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 Michael the Archangel didn't pick no fight with the devil. He didn't want to fight him. You know what he told him? He said, Satan the Lord rebuked you. And then the devil got to back up. He had to back up and leave him alone because he said the Lord rebuked him. And he knew if the Lord rebuked him, he was in trouble. Telling you, you got to know your Bible. This is why we need to go back to God and get whatever we had before and get it greater, greater, greater anointing, get a greater fellowship with God. I'm not making this up. The Lord gave me this last week. All of a sudden, I haven't heard that song in a gazillion years. All of a sudden, the Lord dropped it on me, take me back to the place where I first believed. And I went looking for the song. Because we need to go back to God. We become so basic. We become so uh, down to earth with people till we lost our anointing. We lost our strength in God. We lost our ability to show people that God is moving in the midst of us. And that we're the we tread the soul of our feet. That has God given us. We got to get our promises back. Yea, they turned their back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. People used to believe God for outrageous stuff. Preachers used to believe God for buildings when they had no money. Did you hear me? Amen. They used to believe God for places that God could come and fellowship with them. They used to believe those things and God would move. Not today. We don't have enough offerings. We can't do nothing. What happened to trust God? We don't have enough offerings. I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I know I don't have a lot of supporters, but however, 
God is going to make a way. I tell the truth. The truth make people free. The Bible said, therefore, the Son of Man shall make you free. You shall be free indeed. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, the rest and holiness and the fear of God. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Not limiting God. You know why so many people have died before their time? Because they limited God. They let fear eat them up. They let fear defeat them out of their, their, their life. Oh, the doctor told them cancer. So what? But God can deliver you. God can heal you. Before I got saved, I was anemic. If I wasn't saved, I wouldn't be able to drive a car because I used to pass out. Did you hear me? Before I got saved, I was anemic. If I wasn't saved, I wouldn't be able to drive a car because I'd pass out. I used to pass out in the street and all kind of stuff. That's right. I passed out in front of a bus. I passed out in the train station. Yep. After I really got saved, all that changed. They couldn't find no name to download name no more. Those are the doctors, they don't find that. Only thing they find is that I need to lose some weight. <laughs> and I eat too much junk food. <laughs> I'm guilty. I'm not giving up my junk food. I try to figure out some way to lose weight though. <laughs> okay, back to serious stuff. But God delivered me. The Bible said, if I could just get people to really listen to this and understand what the scripture say, the Bible said God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Let's move on. Let's go to John chapter 6 and verse 66. John chapter 6, verse 66. Now listen to this verse. I want you to listen to this verse. Let us sink in. John chapter 6, verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. I'm going to read it again. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. That's interesting, right? They walked with the Lord. They talked with the Lord. They fellowship with the Lord, but they went back. And the scripture says, they not only went back, they no longer walked with them. They never came back. Why? The cares of this world, unbelief, doubt. What would be the thing that hold you back or what would be the thing that make you move forward? They walk with the Lord. This is the same thing. I want you to listen to this. Walking with the Lord Walking away from the Lord can all happen right in church building. 
You can learn to walk with God in a church building and you can learn to walk away from God in a church building. Get with the wrong people. Get with the wrong people. They'll help you. They're right there religious. I've heard many stories. I mean, many of people that came to get saved, got saved, got hooked up with the wrong people and became religious. <laughs> in the beginning, when I first got saved, I didn't understand that. I had this foolish concept. Everybody went to church was saved. It was a foolish concept. It was a foolish concept to think that everybody went up to the altar got saved. That was my dumbest concept. <laughs> I had to learn that the hard way. I thought everybody come running up to Billy Graham services or coming running up to my pastor services or coming running up to other services I went to. They come running up to the altar. I thought everybody was getting saved. The whole world getting saved. No. Some of them were going up to the wall altar because they used to doing it. Some of them going up to the altar because mama said go, brother said go, wife said go, child said go. Some are just going because they got nothing better to do, but they never get in Christ in their life. They're just religious people. We got billions of them, and billions have been lost. I'm serious. That's why the Bible said hell has enlarged itself. All type of people are going to hell. All type of people will be cast into the lake of fire with the devil. And it ain't you. All type of people. From all type of backgrounds. From all type of religious backgrounds. Holy Pentecostal Church. Tabernacle of Deliverance. Tabernacle of Prayer. St. John's Deliverance. Whatever the name of the ministry is. All type of people going to be there. All type of people going to be there. Why? Because they're just religious. Look at the scripture. Let's look at the scripture again. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Now, this knocks out the thing that there were only 12 disciples. There's another scripture talk about another 70 disciples that was casting out devils and doing all his other work. And the 12 disciples didn't know what to do. In fact, they were upset. They said, there were 70 guys over there casting out devils in your name. And Jesus said, oh, whoa, 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 buddy. Oh, hold up. Those that would be are not against me. You just upset because you ain't got no juice. <laughs> they, had, they had no juice. But they had the juice giver right there and didn't understand. That's why I'm telling you, there's many religious people in church today. My messages don't make people feel good. They don't sound popular. They don't got, I ain't got no music in the back. I'm going, dum, 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 dum. I don't need no music because music is not going to make me saved. What's going to make me saved is being cleansed in the blood of Jesus and accept them as my personal Savior. Amen. But the scripture said many of the disciples were back. This is the thing about, this is the thing about people. Well, I bet people are tricky because you never know what a person is going to do. Listen. We all want our husbands and wives to be saved. When the Lord returns, we all get caught up together. But the Bible did say that two will be in the field, one to be taken, one to be left. One to be in two in the bed, one to be left, one to be taken. It doesn't have to be that way, but it will be that way because we all must be saved ourselves personally. My salvation is not based off my wife. My wife was saved before I was saved, but that has nothing to do with my salvation. My salvation means Bernard. Not Pastor Wells. Pastor Wells is just a call 
and a title that I was given. That had nothing to do with my eternal life. My eternal life is based off Bernard. Because God saved Bernard. That's the thing. People get this crossed up. Uh, somebody made a joke on Facebook. They said if the Lord was to come down and visit the churches, what would the preachers do? I said, well, Lord, I said, Lord, it'd be one big giant man. And so one brother said, he said, well, I wonder what titles these preachers are going to use when the Lord comes. They'll probably change some title, try to make themselves look big before them. <laughs> Beloved, I got to get this clear. Make you understand this. Your salvation is individual. People, we go to church for corporate worship. We get together. The Bible tells us not to feel assembly, assembled together. Right now, I'm assembling the best way I can. Me and my wife, and uh, we get together. But I'm hearing an uh, outbreak is spiking up again in different places. Then uh, Delta variant is running looser. I don't know. It might be like this for a while. I, I don't know. I, I don't have the answer yet. However, we can still assemble this way. We can get more people to assemble with. But that's on the corporate side. Our salvation is we're supposed to work it out on our own with fear and trembling. And we don't mess up and we be lost. Because nobody knows when the Lord's coming back. That's why we got to go back to the place where we first saw. We got to get back spiritual. We got to get back in tune with God. We got to get back in tune. I mean, really in tune with God. I know uh, some of y'all probably watched a whole bunch of church services online. I do too. I watch a lot of service on the Daily Gospel Network channel on which I have, I have our TV broadcast. And some of them are far gone. I'm serious. Some of them, I don't know why some of them preachers are on TV at all. Some of the stuff they say is so far-fetched and insane. It's outside of the Bible. And then one, one prophet that she was talking about, God said that you had to qualify for something. I don't know either. I ain't seen, I ain't never seen nothing about that in the Bible. That God told people they had to qualify. This is not network marketing when you got to qualify for your next position. <laughs> and she keep talking about God said, she said, God told her she had to qualify for this next position. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's no Bible in the Bible talk about qualifying. We're not, on a, we're not on a promotion thing where you qualify for your next promotion. <clears throat> These people are doing their own thing and they're doing it in Jesus' name. You've got to understand everybody that do stuff in Jesus' name is not serving him. Amen. Let's move on. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 3. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 22. Listen to what the Lord had to say about this. Return ye backslidden children, and I will heal your backsliding. Behold, we come unto thee. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God. Now, this is what they say. I'll read it again. Return ye backslidden children. And I will heal your backsliding. Behold, this is what the people saying back to God. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou the Lord our God. They said it with their mouth, not with their heart. Did you hear that? 
They said it with their mouths, but not with the heart. But God wanted an offer to heal their backslider. We get wrapped up so much in the things of this world do we can't hear or receive the things of God. But yet we say we run around claiming we have eternal life. Eternal life is solely based off what the scripture said. Salvation, you know what? Salvation isn't a feeling. People confuse something about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, he touches our emotions. We will be filled with the Holy Ghost. But salvation itself is not a feeling. It is a way of life. Did you hear what I said? Salvation is a way of life, not a feeling. Because people say, I don't feel saved today. There is no such feeling. Oh, come on, beloved, wake up, wake up. There's no such feeling of being saved. I learned that years ago. My pastor said, how do you feel? He said, how do y'all feel today? He had to start training us to say saved. Because some of us going to say, I don't feel good. I don't feel safe. I don't think I'm safe. I might be safe. No. He said, when somebody asks you how you feel safe, because safe isn't a feeling. Because you'll be saying, I don't feel saved today. Say, salvation, there's nowhere in the Bible that it says that you'll feel salvation. And that deceived a lot of people. Listen to this. It's very tricky. Because a lot of preachers teach people, uh, when you get saved, you feel. You don't feel nothing. That's a lie. Because a lot of people get baptized and still don't feel nothing. You got to be truthful with people and don't mess them up. You can bring people out of bondage and lead them right back into it on another level. So the whole thing is salvation and the feeling, beloved. You're not going to feel safe today and feel, don't say, feel safe tomorrow. Either you're saved or you're not. You're going to have emotional feelings in your salvation while you be saved because that's normal. You may cry, somebody made you upset, or you punch them in the mouth. Oh, you know, <laughs> never mind what. <laughs> Uh, you know, somebody else, you feel, don't put them in my phone. I don't endorse that one. Oh, uh, uh, you know, you, you feel bad. Uh, you didn't get the promotion, then you get upset. You you discourage a little. Or you feel a little discouraged. It had nothing to do with salvation. That doesn't mean you're not saved. Uh, someone said to me, I was about, about getting frustrated. They say, You never get frustrated? I said, No, not really. I don't. They got upset with me because I said, no, not really. It's true. I don't really get frustrated. I try to find my way out of situations. I do. A lot of times I have to ask the Lord and he'll step in because sometimes I don't know what in the world I'm doing with some stuff. And I'm trying to waste my time. And I have it so many times. As soon as I ask the Lord to intervene, he intervenes to solve the problem. That doesn't happen with everything. That happens a lot of times with small stuff, not big giant stuff. I'm sorry. But the thing that I'm saying, salvation, beloved. Is not a feeling. Do not base your salvation off your emotional feeling because you have emotions. We're getting older, you have different emotions. You may eat something that make your tummy hurt. Yeah, because so you're not saved because your tummy hurt. I mean, so you got to really look at what the scripture says about salvation. Okay? The Bible says, so many as received unto them, they became, he gave them power to become the sons of God. Not a feeling. He said, whosoever believe upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
not a feeling. He said, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not a feeling. Now y'all with me? Now y'all got me. It's not a feeling. So don't base your salvation and don't tell people to base their salvation off how they feel. Because it's a lie. You're deceiving yourself in them. All right, let's go back to that verse real quick. It says, for uh, Jeremiah 3, 23 and 22, let's read it. It says, for my people is foolish. They have not known me. They are Scottish children. Oh, wait, wait, excuse me. That's the wrong verse. That's a good verse, but that's not the one. I want to read. Uh, hold on. Hold on one second. That's not the verse I want. That's another scripture that's good, but it's not part of the Okay. Okay, uh, 322. Oh, hold on one second. Okay, here we go. 322 says, Return ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backsliding. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou the Lord our God. As I was saying with this, which is true, we can't say it with our mouths. We got to say it with our heart and come sincerely before God and ask him to restore us. Amen. Ask us to revive us and get us back in a place with him where we can really show forth his praises and magnify and people see God living through us and his power moving through us. Not just words. Because it doesn't help people. Because sometimes we're doing it on our own and we're not. I'm talking about me, myself. Sometimes I can say harsh stuff to people. I can be harsh. I was talking harsh to one of my... One of my my nephews, but I was serious. It was the right topic, but I think I was too high. So the other day I was talking to him. I was playing dumb. Like, I don't remember what I said. So I was talking to him, laughing with him. I was trying to, do this, trying to get the conversation going, but he seemed to have forgot about it. I'm like sweating. <laughs> so we have to allow God to really deal with us. We have to allow God. I'm a realistic person. I'm like pulling bags over people's head. So uh, we have to allow God to work with us. We have to let God deal with us and, and, and mold us and shape us the way we're supposed to be. That's why we got to go back to God. Take, go, take us back to the place where we first received him. Take us back where we first believed, where we could really get that, 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 that desire back, that, that, that uh, covenant back, that relationship back. That when we first got saved, when we want to walk with God more, we want to talk with God, we want to be godly. We got too grown up in God to the place where we don't want to really call on him. We got so spiritual. We know so much of these words, the words in this Bible, so we don't know how to activate them in our lives. I was thinking about the promises of God. There's so many of them, and most of us will never receive them because we won't go back to him. There used to be a song I hear right now. It used to go back. <clears throat> you might know this song. It goes, let's go way back. Way back to God, 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 that's what we need to do. You think I'm making this stuff, God giving me stuff while I'm talking to you? He wants us to go way back in him, not Amen. way back in flesh. Amen. He wanted to go way, way back, way back in God. Let's go way back. That's what we need to do. 
We need to go back when we first started walking with God and let us supercharge us to go forward. Silly message, but a fact. Let's look at that verse one more time. Verse 22. Return ye backslidden children, and I will heal your backslide. Behold, we come unto thee without the Lord our God. That's what they were saying, but not doing. Let's move on. Let's go to Jude chapter 1. Jude chapter 1. It's only one chapter, but we say Jude chapter 1. Jude chapter 1 and verse 5. Listen to what it says. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you one knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Let me read it again. Make it plain. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord hath that how that the Lord having saved the people out of Egypt afterward destroyed them that believe not. Did you hear who it said? Who did it say? Destroy them? The Lord. See, you got to understand something about God. He will destroy you. People think this is a joke. That's why everybody blaming everything on the devil. All the time it's not the devil. Sometimes it's God destroying you behind. He saved them out of Egypt. But they tried to run a sight game on God. Well, he gonna, we can do whatever we want. He ain't, don't worry about God. He ain't going to do nothing. Because he don't want to look bad before Egypt. They must be doing God with some kind of fool or sucker. And they found out. He said, what did y'all say? Y'all going to do what? Okay, do as you please. But you won't be entering into my promised land. That's a fact. Uh, over a million people came out of Egypt. I think it was only a handful with cow that went to the promised land. You hear me? Don't be a fool. Do not be foolish about this. The same God that brought you out is the same God that will destroy you. He's not a play toy. He's not a flunky. He's not like a, a, a what? A Maxine, like the one in the um. You used to like the peanuts that TV show, the peanut. Charlie Brown and the Peanuts, and is the one. I, what comes to my mind is the one that was always carrying the dirty rug, uh, blanket. Okay. Yes, he always carried a dirty blanket, dragging it around. That's what comes to my mind, and that's how people treat God, like a dirty blanket. We're going to do what we want, but we're going to drag him around because he brought us out of Egypt. Let's drag him around. That's how people treat God. And that's how the Egypt, that's how the Israelites treated God, but they didn't learn. They didn't learn that the very God that brought them out was capable of destroying them. That's why a lot of people lose out with God. I'm dead serious. A lot of people lose out with God simply because they take him as a wash rag, take him as a dirty rag, a dirty rug, a dirty blanket, and just drag him all over and do their dirt. They try to drag him in a bar with them. They try to drag him in a whorehouse with them. They try, oh, I could go on a list of people try to do. And they do it in Jesus' name and think Jesus is with them. The blankets had the blanket. Pigpen had the dirt one. But that's how people are. Blankets had the blanket. Pigpen had the dirt. 
That's how people treat God and think he, he's stupid. He don't know. He don't know. Beloved, the soul that sinneth this shall die. It will not tarry in God's sight. You know, y'all see me drink water a lot. Oh, some services I drink water a lot. I'm going to tell you something. I like to drink liquids. I love to drink juice and water, tea, coffee, more so tea. I want to tell you something. I know if I don't live right, there will be no water, no tea, no coffee in hell to quench the, the, the thirst that I would have. Amen. There's no water there. There's no uh, lemonade and uh, um, iced tea and all that delicious stuff I like to drink. I know I got to go back and get a hold on God. I know I got to stay in my word. I know I got to pray when I don't want to pray. I need God to direct my path because I must, for Bernard, obtain eternal life. These scriptures here constantly talk about how the people was destroyed right here. It's telling you right there. People got this concept that God won't destroy nobody. They cause themselves to be destroyed. The very God that brought them out destroyed because of their sinfulness, their consistent rebellion, their disobedience, and their lies. And God destroyed them. Let's move on. We just about finished. Let's go to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55 and 7. Y'all know this scripture. Yeah, most of y'all know the scripture. Isaiah 55 and 7. I'll read it real quick. Isaiah 55 and 7 said, Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, for he will have mercy upon him and to our God, and he will abundantly pardon. I'll read it again. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord, unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, and he will abundantly pardon. But this is something you have to do. This is something everybody has to do. That's why we got to go back to God. It's to let the wicked man forsake his way. Drop that way. Leave that way. Get away from it. And let the unrighteous man start. Get clear your mind with the word of God. Let's go to purge your mind. And let him return unto the Lord. And the Lord will have mercy upon him. And to our God and he abundantly pardon him. But we got to go back to God. Not religiously. We got to go back to God to get God's deliverance. We got to go back to God because we really want to be saved. You're not doing no favor. You're not doing me no favor watching the broadcast if you're not going to walk with God. It's not helping you. It ain't helping you. Y'all that listen to the podcast, it's not helping y'all if y'all don't obey God's word. Amen. If you don't get right with God, you just hear me preach to you, and you're going to be lost in your sins. That don't make sense. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and repent. Let's move on. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Jeremiah 29 and 11. We're just about finished. 
Most of y'all know this, this scripture well. It's very popular. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. The thoughts of peace are not evil to give you an expected end. I'll read it one more time. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. The thoughts of peace are not evil to give you an expected end. Now, that sounds nice, right? I'll read it one more time. I'm going to read it slow. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Put your name there. Saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. <laughs> A lot of people missed the last part of that verse. Sister Wells, what's the last part of that verse? What do I say? To give you an expected end. Ah! Did you hear what it says? To give you an expected end, beloved. God wants to give you an expected end, beloved. But guess what? Guess what, beloved? How are you living? That's the expected end you're going to get. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. How are you living? Is that the expected end you get? If you're living like a liar, that's you're going to get a liar's expected end. If you're living like a cheat, you're going to get a cheated end. <laughs> hey, oh, everybody like, quote, everybody like this part. For well, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, say, if the Lord, the thoughts of peace are not evil. They like that part. But they missed the other part, said, and to give you an expected end. Your life. Your conversation and your action are before God. I'll say it again. Your life, your conversation, and your action are before God daily. His mercies are renewed daily towards us each day. Our actions, our life, and our conversation are before God every second of the day. I got to keep myself in check. It's not just this. I heard a preacher say something that had stuck with me. He said, you know you really save when you're by yourself. You see, when you're by yourself, you can do any old scammy whammy thing. Some men could go and watch porno on TV, on their computers, and some could be stealing money, or all kind of things when they're all alone for rounds. Just, yeah. You know you really save when you're alone. It'll tell you how much salvation you really have. It really will. It'll tell you just how much salvation you got. God does have great thoughts towards you. God had great thoughts towards Israel when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. God had dramatic and exciting thoughts about them. He loved them. God loved them. He wanted them to go into the promised land, but he realized they could care less about what he wanted. They were going to do their thing, and they wanted to take it into the promised land. He said, that's not happening. I didn't make the promised land for that. See, the promised land wasn't just there. God made the promised land. People don't understand it. God made the promised land. Just like God made the new heaven and the new earth that's going to come down. According to the scripture, only the saved is going to enter there. No one clean thing, no one clean person is going to enter there. Some of y'all listening to this message today. And don't know the Lord. Or you know the Lord and you're backslid. 
and you in perpetual backsliding, backsliding, pleasing people. Sometimes people make mistakes. People mess up. God understand that, but he wants you to repent. But it's another thing to deliberately live in sin and perpetual blackness. To be completely in perpetual backsliding and then claiming the name of the Lord at the same time. People go to church, synagogue and all that stuff and claiming the name of the Lord don't know him. But if there's one that don't know the Lord today, I can pray a sinner's prayer with you that you will be restored in the Lord. In fact, for you don't know the Lord at all, you could give your life to him today. And you all that know the Lord can be restored in the Lord and really walk with God. Go back to the place where you first God, met God and get in tune with him and let him really do something for you. Bow your head and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you, I realize that I need to be saved. I ask that you forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and my life. Save me right now. Wash me in your precious blood. Restore the joy of my salvation unto me and help me to walk with you in righteousness and godliness. Well, help me accept your word as what your word say and be obedient to your word. I thank you for coming into my life and saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, beloved. My prayer is that God would touch your life and strengthen you. Father, I ask that you touch every liberal soul right now under the sound of my voice, break every yoke in their life. Meet the needs in their life in Jesus' name. Amen. But listen. Go to the website, leave a testimony, give a prayer request, and also become a partner and um, give a little donation. I can never get this right. Leave a love donation. Uh, you can also cash out, cash out, cash out. Uh, <laughs> I can never get this right. At Pastor Bernard, oh, wow, I think it's Pastor BL, uh, but Pastor, it's Pastor BL Wells, I think it is, right? Pastor BL Wells, and you can cash out our offering, our, our tithes, or whatever you want to do, because we do need to support. We need want to stay on the TV, and uh, we want to go and um, continue with the podcast because it's reaching people in different places. We're now reaching people in India with the podcast. So I'm excited about that. I found that out. I check it up, catch, check it up the podcast. But listen, help us stay on the air. Nothing is going in my pocket. I'm doing everything goes to the ministry. But listen, on Wednesday night, we have our Bible study. Come back and be a part with the Bible study and let the Lord do something for you and continue to grow in God and go back and let God something do for you. Especially, I'll see you on Wednesday night or Sunday.